These are yours through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the Old Testament lesson for this morning from the book of Malachi. I'd like to again just put before you verse 1. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I don't know about you, but one of my favorite times of the day is this sunrise. Uh, sunsets are good, don't get me wrong, but there's just something about sunrise. It's the beginning of a new day of life. This was the sunrise last Tuesday, looking out from 2492 65th Street Northeast, Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, 56379. <laughs> the power of it, the serenity of it, the beauty of it, the grace of it, the, the promise of it. What a gift from God it was. And you know, only, only God can use colors like that and, and, and paint and create scenes like that. That only is something that God can do. Now, since this sunrise, there have been five more. And I'm anticipating that there'll be another one tomorrow. But there will come a day, one day, when this will be the last sunrise. Now, not to confuse things, but actually there's going to be two last sunrises. There's going to be one that's very personal. And then there's going to be one that involves every living being on that particular day. We don't know when either one of them is coming. One of them has been promised. But both are absolute certainties. The last sunrise. Personally, it's going to be the day that I die. As it will be for you the day that you die. Someday, one day, there will be a last sunrise in my life. And before the end of that day, I will die. I will pass away and I will not see another sunrise. It will be the last sunrise for me. And the day that you die will be the day of your last sunrise as well. The other day of the last sunrise will be the day the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Now in, in Malachi, in today's Old Testament lesson, I think Malachi had both of those days in mind. Let's just take a little background and look at the Old Testament lesson and the word of the Lord that's in front of us today. Now, in a sense, 
The book of Malachi represents the last sunrise in an era of God revealing himself to us through his word. Because after the book of Malachi was written, God went silent for over 400 years. And there was no word from the Lord until the booming voice of John the Baptist broke out onto the scene, whom Elijah foretold, I mean, Malachi foretold, proclaiming that the Messiah was now here. Now, as a prophet, Malachi, whose name, by the way, means my messenger, he had three God-given goals to accomplish. One was to call God's people to repentance. The other was to show people the Messiah, the promised Messiah. And the third was to talk to them about the last day, the return of the Lord. Also as people would be prepared for the day of the last sunrise. So how do you get ready for the day of the last sunrise? Well, to begin with, it is to take the words of Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, to take those words personally to heart. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. Now I have to admit, when I hear words of impending judgment like that upon the arrogant and the evildoer, I have a hard time thinking of myself as being arrogant. Although that thought in and of itself is a form of arrogance, isn't it? And I also have a hard time thinking and viewing myself as being an evil person. Oh yeah, I've done some evil, but I've also done good. And by my opinion, I think I can find people who have been more evil and done more evil things than I have done. At least that's my humble opinion. But note well what the messenger said and how he said it as he sought to bring the reader to repentance. He doesn't talk about levels or degrees of arrogance or levels or degrees of evil. He just simply uses very inclusive terms. He says, all the arrogant and every evildoer. And I've been arrogant, and so it includes me. And I've done evil, and so it includes me. And my hunch is, it includes you as well. That you too have had your moments of arrogance, and you too have had your moments where you have done that which is evil. Which means that you and I are people who need to repent of our sins. You and I are folks who need to take a page out of the book of the prodigal son and come to our senses and, and confess, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
you and I need to stay in the back of the temple and join the guy who's back there who can't even bring himself to look up but beats his breast and says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And we also need to be folks who join with the Apostle Paul and says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Listen again to these words from the messenger. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. Now even though the word son here is spelled S-U-N, we know from verses such as this from Matthew's Gospel that the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N, is actually in reality Jesus, the Son, S-O-N, of God. With reference to Jesus, listen to what Matthew wrote. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Sunrise. Jesus. What makes us ready to greet and meet the day of our last sunrise? The fact that in Jesus, God has provided all the healing that we need. In Jesus, he has redeemed us. In Jesus, he has paid the price for our sins. In Jesus, he has forgiven us all of our sins. In Jesus, he has given us victory over death and the gift of eternal life. All the healing that we need to be ready for the day of our last sunrise is ours in Jesus. And it is that healing and that forgiveness and that mercy and that grace that makes us ready. Remember, remember these words from the book of Revelation from last week, Revelation chapter 7? These in white robes with palm branches in their hands, who are they and where did they come from? And the answer is given, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Those words of faith and that faith in Jesus also make us ready for the last sunrise of every living being, the return of Jesus. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Now I don't have any calves but I have 13 chickens. <laughs> and when I release them from the coop and the fenced-in area that they're mostly in, when I release them from that fenced-in area so that they can roam freely around my, my, our yard, you aren't going to find a happier bunch of chickens than those chickens during those moments. They just love being freed from being cooped up. So for us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, when the day of his return happens, the day of the last sunrise, we will greet that day with joy like that of being calves, being let out for the first time in the spring of the year to fresh 
and green pastures or 13 chickens being let out from the coop to roam freely around a yard. For either that day of the Lord's return is going to be the day where we get freed from our coops if we have died, we get freed from our graves with a bodily resurrection, or if we are among those who are still living at that day, in that moment we will join with them and be taken up to heaven to forever be with Jesus. Either way, it's going to be a day of great and unending joy for us. We'll never sin again. Nor will we have anything in our lives that comes from sin. The sorrow, the loss, the worry, the pain. And we'll just always, always be with Jesus. Paul describes it this way in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Sisters and brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. When will that day come? We have no way of knowing. The Bible was abundantly clear on that. Even Jesus, in his state of humiliation, when he was living on earth as one of us, even Jesus said this, no one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The day of the last sunrise. This is something I don't remember. because it was the day I was born, the day of my first sunrise. And on that first day of my life, because the doctor feared that I would not survive, he had my dad, who was a pastor, he had me baptized. And so on the day of my first sunrise, when I was born, I was also born again. And in that, God gave to me everything that I need to be ready for my last sunrise. For through the water and through the word of baptism, he gave me the gift of his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, through that water and word, worked faith in me. And that water and that word, that power of God, washed away all of my sins. And it made me one of his redeemed children. And more importantly, in baptism, he united me with Christ Jesus in a most special way. Romans chapter 6. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. That's what God did for me on the day of my first sunrise. 
And that's also what he did for you in the day and in the moment, in the water and the word of your baptism. He made you his child. He forgave you your sins. He gave you gift of faith. He made you an heir of everlasting life. He prepared you for your last sunrise. And in light of that, every sunrise that God blesses you with, you can greet as did the psalmist. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.